Hello to you people in the future who are listening to another episode of Voices in My Head. Thank you for joining me today. Over the last few months, I've been honored to bring you great guests like Jason Gray, Sarah Groves, Michael Card, Andrew Peterson, Trip York, and Brian Zahn, just to name a few. It's been my pleasure to bring these podcasts to you, the listener, free of charge. The fact is, though, that there are operating expenses when you do a show like this, so rather than make this a paid podcast, I wanted to give the listeners a chance to help out. The Voices in My Head audience has grown exponentially since I began broadcasting in January of 2012, and there are people who listen from all over the globe. Because of this, and because I want to keep the podcast free, I'm offering you a chance to sponsor an episode of Voices in My Head. Maybe you'd like to dedicate a show to a family member with a message for their birthday, or maybe you'd like to honor a loved one with some sort of special greeting. Perhaps you just want to showcase one of your websites or a business. So to sponsor an episode of Voices in My Head, simply send me an email with your ad to rljames29 at yahoo.com. If I approve your ad, then I'll let you know in a follow-up email. Then simply go to rickleejames.com. Click on the tab that says Tip Jar Podcast Sponsorship, follow the link to PayPal, and then leave your donation or sponsorship amount. If it sounds like a lot, then just send me an email and I'll talk you through the steps. Thank you again for listening to Voices in My Head, and enjoy today's episode. I honor the Holy One inside you. Namaste. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga, and you are listening to Voices in My Head. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the Hello, everybody. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. Welcome back to episode number 19. Now, let me ask you a question just at the start of the podcast today. What do Andrew Peterson, Andy Gullihorn, Chris Tomlin, Ben Shive, Cademan's Call, Jarza Clay, Eric Vinson, uh, Indelible Grace, Jason Gray, Jill Phillips, J.J. Heller, and many others have in common? Well, if you guessed that they had Andy Osanga as their producer, musician, writer, or engineer, then you are correct. And that is my guest today on the podcast, Mr. Andrew Osanga. And I'm really excited to be able to bring an interview to you that I did with him the other night, uh, a late-night interview where he had his brand-new third child, uh, newborn baby, on his lap. And so we actually had to break the interview into two parts because the baby started stirring a little bit. But he is an incredible artist, and I can't wait to tell you more about his new project. And we discuss it in quite a lot of length today, but Leonard the Lonely Astronaut. And we're going to get to that, but I promised you, and I want to be a man of my word, that Question of the Week would be coming back. And it's been like a two-week hiatus, so I apologize. Just It kind of didn't work out the last couple weeks to have Question of the Week, and um, I I didn't know exactly who I was going to be having on the show, and um, I was busy out of town, and then when I got back from town, I had so much, uh, only so much time to mix the podcast and put it together. But today it is back, so let's go into our listener favorite section question of the week. Question of the week. 
Well, today's question of the week is actually in honor of my guest, Andrew Osanga, who's on the show today. He has a new album that's coming out called Leonard the Lonely Astronaut, and uh, he's, it has kind of a sci-fi-ish theme to it in some ways. And so I thought the, a good question would be to ask, what is your favorite outer space movie? And you could have got a lot of, a lot of different responses with that. I expected Star Wars, but I mean... Outer space has a long and rich heritage in our filmmaking, and uh, I, I should have opened it up to TV shows too because there's just a lot of good ones. I, you know, Serenity's great, and but some of you uh, uh, touched on that actually. So going to the Facebook Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James official podcast. Uh, page, which you can go to to answer these questions. You can find links also at rickleejames.com to help you answer these. Uh, Question of the week, what is your favorite outer space movie? Tony James says, hmm, this is a tough... No, I read that wrong. Hmm, this is tough because there are so many good ones. You know, Tony's my sister, so maybe I should do it in, in my best sister voice, okay? Hmm, this is a tough one because there are so many good ones. I suppose that I'd have to say Return of the Jedi, though. I just love the Ewoks. However, Star Trek Generations might be a runner-up. That was a terrible Tony James impression, but she's my sister, so I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, So, yes, she says Return of the Jedi because she loves the Ewoks. Once again... Uh, it just proves the point that my sister and I see completely different. I do, you know, oh, Ewoks are okay, but it's kind of funny because Return of the Jedi is that one that diehard Star Wars fans will all say that's the worst of the movies because of the Ewoks. So you got to say this about my sister. She's an original. She likes what she likes, and she's not scared to like it. So you got to appreciate that about a person. Uh, keep on doing that, Tony. Don't, uh, don't listen to what the rest of the world says. Enjoy it because you enjoy it. Ryan Hammond. How you doing, Ryan? It's good to hear from you, buddy. He had an answer to this question. Uh, Ryan says, Star Wars, Episode 4, A New Hope. And he says, although Tony makes a good point, Return of the Jedi is nothing short of epic. That's a great word to throw around, epic. And then, uh, by the way, Ryan, thanks for writing in, man. I hope to hear from you again on Question of the Week. Thanks for weighing in on this one. Uh, Matthew Cole, who once again is back. Matthew, also a new father. Congratulations, Matt. We are very excited for you. Uh, little Madeline has come into the world, I'm hope- and Jen and I are hoping to get down and, uh, and see Madeline soon there in Lexington if we can. But Matt says, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, is just as good as it gets, although I really like Serenity. Matt and I share that. We, we ought to do a Serenity special one of these days. Especially since the Avengers movie came out and Joss Whedon, who created Serenity and wrote many episodes of that show, uh, just directed and co-wrote the Avengers movie, uh, and it's fantastic. And then uh, Tony, my sister, which I guess I'm going to have to do the voice again, uh, she saw what other people had written and she said, Ooh, Matt, I forgot about Serenity. I like that one too! Uh, exclamation point, so I went up on the two. I like that one too! Uh, So anyway, there we go. Question of the week this week has been answered. Once again, you can go to the Voices in My Head Facebook page and answer the questions there. Just click like and you'll become a member of the page. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Uh, And wait, first, I almost forgot the the soundbite to put on the end of Question of the Week. Just a second, I'll grab that. Question of the Week. 
Well, I'd love to hear from you. We're getting some good reviews on iTunes and on Facebook and various other locations. But do me a favor if you're enjoying the show. At the very least, uh, if you can't afford to sponsor an episode or give a donation, go to iTunes or go to uh, my webpage and leave a response. I'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. I'm doing my best to bring you um, as many great guests as I can. Um, I have some exciting news to share, and I haven't done this segment in a long time, so we're going to go back to the old It's News to Me segment here on the show. This just popped into my head. It's news to me. Well, I have some exciting news to share with you on a personal level. As as you know, I was in Nashville, at least if you listened to the last uh, episode, you know that I was in Nashville again, uh, down there for a songwriter conference. And by the way, on my way down, I did a concert in Buffalo, Kentucky. Uh, it was a nearly packed house, lots of teenagers. So Buffalo, Kentucky, uh, if any of you are listening to this, thanks for being such a great audience. It, it was a fun concert. I got to try out my new RC300 loop machine and really... Uh, try, kind of stretch my legs out a little bit using that. So had a great concert, had a great conference with the Song Discovery Creative Conference, uh, and lots of neat people that I got to meet and talk to. And uh, while I was there, um, I, I was told that uh, Lifeway Music is going to publish two of my songs. And uh, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. So uh, hopefully in in the next few months you'll be able to uh, to purchase my music uh, through Lifeway, and some of you have Lifeway Christian bookstores in your town, and uh, if not, a lot of you use maybe Lifeway.com or LifewayWorship.com, where you can get a lot of resources, sheet music, things like that. So I'm really excited about that partnership. And if that wasn't enough, uh, I was super excited because last week the Avengers movie came out, and I w- uh, was standing in line waiting for the Avengers movie, and I happened to look at my phone because there was a long line. By the way, hoping to do an episode about the Avengers movie because it was amazing. Best uh, best uh, superhero uh, comic book movie, whatever. Best comic book movie ever made, I'm certain about that. Very good film. Uh, but as I was, uh, was standing in line, I, I checked my phone and an email came in. And uh, I I was already excited because of this epic movie that I knew was going to be great. I was at a huge theater. All the theaters were selling out. I had to get there well in advance, my wife and I. And uh, I found out that I I got an email. I looked at my phone while I'm standing in line, and Worship Leader Magazine notified me that an article I had written and submitted to them called Billy Joel Taught Me How to Pray uh, will be printed in their July issue. So if you get Worship Leader Magazine... Uh, check it out, because uh, I have an article that's going to be written in there. I'm super excited about that. And then uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, I got another email just saying that uh, not only is that going to be in their regular readership, which is well over 100,000 readers, uh, but that particular issue is going to be given away to every person that attends the National Worship Leaders Conference in Kansas in July. So uh, hopefully we're going to get some more uh, Voices in My Head listeners after this and uh, keep spreading the music around. So uh, thanks to Worship Leader Magazine and to Lifeway. I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of hard work has gone into uh, both my songwriting and to this podcast, 
and uh, I'm just I, I'm very grateful. Thank you, God, uh, for letting me um, have these feet in the door, so to speak. It's tough sometimes as an independent artist, and it's great to have that kind of encouragement where people are uh, are appreciating what you do, uh, especially on such a huge scale. So thank you for that. So that's news to me this week. I hope you've had a really good week. I I would love to just talk and, and babble some more because I haven't had a chance to really do that too much because we've had so many good guests here on the program, and today is no exception. Uh, Andrew Osanga is an exceptional, exceptional artist. He's one of my favorite guitar players. He's a, a great singer. He's a great songwriter. Uh, and we're going to get into kind of his musical background if you haven't uh, got to hear Andrew before. And do me a favor as you're listening to this. Um, we are going to do our best to help promote Andrew's next album that's coming out. I- I'm telling you, it's genius. I mean, it's really good, folks. I've got uh, kind of one of the advanced copies of it. And we need your help. It's going to be coming out in September. So go to Facebook, uh, write about it, go to his website, get videos, post them online. It's a neat, neat concept album called Leonard the Lonely Astronaut. And, you know, we have such a creative God. And when I think about um, all the things in Scripture and the ways that, that God has sent us out into the world, he's called us to be really very artistic and creative people. And you think about Christ himself and how creative Christ was uh, when he was trying um, to share the message of the kingdom of God. It wasn't always in a sermon. There were some very creative things from whether it was scribbling in the sand or the healings that he did or, or the things he did to confound the wise. And uh, so when I come across an artist that really loves the Lord and understands that the Lord loves them and uh, and really is making great art, um, not just stuff that's just you know, hymn-like or things that are just for worship or even things that are overtly contemporary Christian uh, because this album exceeds all of that. And uh, so I'm going to stop bragging on Andrew and let you hear one of the songs from the upcoming album, Leonard the Lonely Astronaut. It's a great, great, great album. And I think we're going to play just kind of a rocking song from it. It's uh, one of my favorites on there. We're going to we actually talk about it some in the interview. Um, so only man in the world. Here we go. This is Mr. Andrew Osenga. I'm writing these words, jotting them down to get them all out to leave them behind me, so far behind me.
My guest today, aside from being a truly amazing solo artist, has also been a producer, musician, songwriter, or engineer for the likes of Chris Tomlin, Andrew Peterson, Cademan's Call, Jarza Clay, Jason Gray, J.J. Heller, Eric Vinson, and many, many more. His latest solo project, Leonard the Lonely Astronaut, is one of the most inventive albums that this podcast host has ever seen or heard in a long time. And I'm pleased to welcome a truly amazing artist to Voices in My Head, Mr. Andrew Osangas. Andrew, thank you for being here tonight. Oh, man, thanks for that kind intro. <laughs> well, it's all true, all good stuff. Now, I always ask, uh, I know that I'll just let podcast listeners know you have a newborn baby sitting in your lap right now. So because of that, uh, and the baby is asleep, and it's kind of late at night, so at any time you may have to go during the interview, and that's totally fine. But <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll call, I'll call you back if, I, if that happens. And we'll okay. Nice cool. together or something, yeah. Well, before before we get into your uh, music, which I'm really loving, the new music, the, the new album, uh, I always do something with my guests on the show just called Question of the Week, every week. And uh, this week we customized it for you because of the space theme that you have with Leonard the Lonely Astronaut. And, so, and I always ask uh, this question on Facebook, and listeners reply to it. But the question this week is, uh, what is your favorite outer space movie? Oh, outer space movie. Oh, that's a good question. Um, huh. Uh, you think I'd have a quick answer for this? <laughs> it's oh, a hard one. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, the TV show. I've got it. It's Battlestar Galactica, the new one, because it's awesome. Um, yeah. Now, the new one or the old one? The uh, the new one. Oh, okay. So good. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, this one might not be super artsy or cool, but that new Star Trek movie was great, man, that uh, J.J. Abrams did. Yeah. It was great, Mike. Yeah. I took my wife to see it, and she liked it. She, yeah. You know, not a sci-fi thing. It's, um, it's good. I thought that was really good. Oh, man, I may, I, I may just tell you another answer later, but right now that's something that's popping in my head. Hey, Although, man. Well, I will say this. Um, before, like, while I was doing the writing for this record i would watch 2001 on netflix just with the sound off and that's one of the most amazing things i've ever seen (laughs) well that that is like visually just a stunning movie it's kind of yeah it's before digital you know it's all on film and there are things there are shots in there that i have sat and just like stared at the tv (laughs) like how did they do that I don't understand, and it's beautiful. Yeah, really Kubrick is kind of mind-boggling how he how he would do all that stuff, but that's great. Yeah, so well, good. Well, good answers, each and every one. Those are all very worthy movies. So uh, we and <laughs> you know and and I almost wanted to say Avengers because parts of that take place in space. I just saw that this weekend too. But oh you know, man, I watched that so bad. So much, so much good stuff out there. So it really is a good time for that kind of stuff. Well, let's. Uh, I'd love to do just a quick uh, kind of musical biography of you, and uh, kind of let you fill in the blanks for listeners who might be new to your music. And sure. so, if that's okay with you, I'll just kind of list some of the things that I've jotted down that you've done, kind of leading from at least where I think you started at, and bring us to the present uh, album, if that's okay. And sure. uh, so, I'll just kind of name 
the group or the album, and if you just want to interject any comments about it, just to let the listeners know, that'd be great, okay? Yeah. All right. Well, um, in the late 90s to around 2002, you were with a group called The Normals, and anything you'd like to tell us about that? Uh, Yeah, that was, I mean, that's how I got started. That kind of grew out of the band I had in high school, so that was my high school friend, at least that started that band, and I grew into my, my, you know, my best friend from high school, and and then some some other friends that we made along the way. And, uh, we did three records together, you know, and just toured like crazy in a fifteen passenger van. And, <laughs> you know, the stuff you can do when you're eighteen. <laughs> and um, yeah, through that, got to meet, just got to, you know, got to meet a lot of artists that I still work with. You know, Cadmans and Jars and Andrew Peterson, and we met all those guys just through you know, being a young band on the road. Um, yeah, we, 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 I, we, I loved being in that band. Yeah. We were probably in the wrong spot as a, you know, as an industry or a genre than really where, where we, the type of music we were making. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, a, it wasn't going to, going to last very long. We weren't, we weren't bright enough to figure out, Hey, we should either not do this type of music in this, world or we should try to get into a different world we didn't know how to do it you know we right. were, we were pre, you know really kind of pre i mean not pre-internet but pre you know myspace and facebook i mean there was no sure. hard to just hard to get your music to people outside of going through a label mm-hmm. and so yeah it was um i think we probably have had a different trajectory if we done what we were doing now than than then but yeah. Um, it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah. Awesome. Well, after the normals, I believe you ended up in the group Cademan's Call for about a six-year stint. Anything you'd like to tell us about that? I did. Yeah. I mean, that's um, six years. a long time. Um, <laughs> I started out with that group just kind of filling in uh, after a guy named Derek Webb had left. Um, my band had just ended the normals, and I was the singer, songwriter in that band. Um so I played rhythm guitar, but not very well. But somehow I, um, like now I play, you know, electric guitar sessions, and, and that's kind of my main thing. But back then I was not a very good guitar player, and uh, somehow I fooled Derek into thinking that I was. <laughs> and so when he quit. He was like, "Then you guys should call Andy, and he should fill in." The, the normals had opened for Caitlin on a tour just before that, and mm-hmm. we'd gotten really to be good friends with them. We really had to connected really well as two groups of friends and um so it's kind of you know more like keeping it in the family for them there's well we'll have this guy who's already been on the road with us for the last year just you know stand in the back and play the guitar parts and sing some harmonies but so over the six six years i went from filling in on guitar to producing the records and being one of the lead singers and kind of writing the bulk of songs so the last two records i I co-produced and, and wrote um, a large part of the record, and that was a great that was a great experience. And those are uh, just some dear friends. We got to do some amazing things. We went to India, spent a month over there, made a record, and um, you know just got to got to tour. Lots, lots of more interesting places than you know you can do in a van and trailer. Yeah, that's because um, they just you know bigger profile, and it was it was a great great experience. Hmm. 
That, that sounds like a great one. Now, while you were in the midst of doing that, uh, playing with Cabin's Call, you were also uh, re- recording some of your own solo projects. And I believe your first one that you put out was uh, in 2003 called Photographs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I actually made that record in between playing with those two bands. So I, uh, the normals ended, I started the solo record, um, and then right at the time that it got finished, and I released it, you know, which meant I ordered it from the from the CD duplication place. Right. Um, uh, I started playing with Cademan, so, um, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would a lot of times they would let me, you know, they would take a little break and have me do a song or two, and that was kind of how I started playing show, you know, like songs on my own. I'd never done that before. Hmm. That's great. And then you followed that up with souvenirs and postcards and. Uh, yeah, and then like, so I made that one. I made that one on tour. Oh wow! So, so I, I was like, you were actively recording it on the road then, or? Yeah, we were. Uh, each song is written and recorded in a different city, and um, usually we written in one, recorded in the next, depending on how much time I had. But um, I was a newlywed. My wife had, but my wife was at home, and I was on the road, and we were. Cadmans and Jarns of Clay were doing a big year-long tour together. Mm-hmm. And being the newbie with Cadmans, I ended up on the Jarns of Clay bus because mm. uh, they had one extra spot and Cadmans didn't have room on their bus. and uh, So I ended up uh, being on their bus all the time and they were they would be playing their shows. You know, I'd be done with my work for the day, but they would still be gone for another two or three hours. So it'd be just me on this bus by myself for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a laptop and a little kind of, you know, recording set up. And so I would just kind of set it up in the bus and <laughs> write and record until they got, you know, until they came home, essentially, you know. And, Very cool. Uh, and that's what Steve Adolopoulos, uh, who was in Brought Up to Cashmere, he was the opener on that tour. So he shows up on that record a little bit, too, just because he'd be... He would kind of just watch me. And then, hey, you want to sing this? Sure. Um, <laughs> that's cool. So that's how I did that record, yeah. <laughs> and then I believe the follow-up to that was The Morning, if there's anything you want to tell us about that one. Yeah, that was just kind of my first attempt to make a, a kind of a pop rock record. Mm. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. And then you uh, you went into some really interesting stuff. This was actually kind of my first introduction was your next two albums to to your music specifically. Uh, at least the first chance I had to hear you was the letters to the editor EPs, uh, which were really creative and inventive. Maybe you could just tell listeners a little bit about that because I recommend if you have not got to hear those, you should go out and try to get a copy of them. They're really good. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, that was a fun project. I. I had just finished writing and recording the two back-to-back records with Cademans and was just, I had been, and for those records, we would write like 60 songs and pick the best 12, you know, and so I was just writing nonstop. I was out, I felt really out of kind of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So kind of on a whim, I was like, I had a few weeks in the summer where I wasn't doing anything, like in between recording projects for other folks and, Cadence wasn't touring, you know, for a few weeks. And so um, I just put something on my website. I said, hey, send me song ideas, and I'll try to make a little record out of your ideas. Yeah. Um, and so people would send photos or st- 
stories or poems or just a, a line or you know an idea. I, I'd always love to hear a song about this or you wrote a song about my sister or you know just whatever random stuff. And so I took um, I did the I did this over two consecutive summers because the first time it was so much fun I did it again the next summer. Hmm. And um, but I printed out you know a couple hundred emails and we just look through them and highlight anything that's interesting and then try to fit as many different people's stories into the songs as I could, uh, which was way harder than I would have ever anticipated, but it was so fun. Yeah. And I just had a, uh, I just had a great time. Wrote some of my favorite songs hmm. uh, out of those ideas. And then, uh, then I recorded them and the deal, the way I did recording, I would just pick one guitar and then my voice. And that was all I could use for the song, but I could use it as many times as possible. And I'd been, at that point, I've been thinking a lot about the symphony, which this is something that's I've tried to, I'm trying to explore this on every record in, in different ways. Um, but you know, when you see a, a, a symphony play, nobody's playing chords. None of the instruments play more than one note. Hmm. And so it, it's a, it's a bunch of people playing one note at a time, each playing their own melodies. Yeah. But it, together it creates, you know, chords that move and, you know, there's melodies and counter melodies and harmonies and, um, that's so much more interesting to me than typical singer songwriter stuff where it's one dude playing six notes all the time. Sure. You know, so there's six, there, you know, there's six strings up here. Just hit them all, all the time. And, um, you know, no melody. It's just bang, 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 bang. And it's right in the, you know, right in the range where you sing. And so I just, I kind of can't stand it. Um, which I realize is, you know, I work a lot with acoustic singer-songwriters, but it's something I'm always trying to fight, you know, is sure. that thing. And so, um, so the idea was, well, what if I could, you know, play the guitar 40 times in a row, you know, just layer them on top of each other mm-hmm. and just, you know, try to play one or two notes each time and create little melodies between them, try to treat it more like a symphony and then do the same thing with my voice. Um, so that's how I did this record. I, I did the first one, the first EP, Six songs was all acoustic, hmm. um, and then the second EP, six songs was all electric. So it's an electric guitar and an amp, and that was it. Yeah. And um, and then no picks, just use my fingers. And hmm. um, I, for some, to me, like the 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 more you make rules, make things specific, and you outlaw things, then then you have to be more creative. You know. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll just put drums and bass on it. Typical, blah blah blah. Like, I don't know, just. Everything kind of can sound the same, but when you make your, you force yourself into a corner, and you have to figure out a way to get out of it, you know. And yeah. that's what's so interesting to hear to me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, it, and uh, again, it, uh, it makes some really wow. It's just for the ear, it's kind of a treat because I just think it's some stuff we aren't used to hearing. And uh, so again, to any listeners that haven't heard those EPs, they really are worth picking up. And I believe you can still uh, probably be easiest just to download them online. Go to uh, uh, either Andrew's site or iTunes and places like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then we have one more album before we get up to the new one, which is Choosing Sides. And anything you'd like to say about that one? Yeah, I mean that. Um, I put that one out in 2010, I think, or 11. I don't, I don't remember right now, but um, I think the end of 2010. Um, yeah, that one. Um, 
over the past few years, I've gotten more and more into record production and have produced, you know, a lot of records for other people. Um, that record was fun. That I'm often in studios with random groups of people, you know, either playing guitar or I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in charge. I'm the producer and I'm telling people what to do. Or, and you know, we might, I might have a group of musicians from nine to six, but we're done with whatever at three thirty. <laughs> so then I would just kind of say, "Hey guys." Um, we're going to do this song now, you know, and yeah. while they're kind of on the clock on some other project, you know, and um, <laughs> I haven't, you know, so I ended up getting, doing a lot of that record that way. Um, and that was for me, that was the first time that I, I really felt like I had a clue what I was doing as a producer and as a, and as a writer. And, you know, and it's kind of a, it's a pop rock record. Um, the kind that I like to listen to. And, uh, yeah, there's no big, theme or concept in it uh, outside of it kind of deals a lot with being a grown-up and having to make make decisions like to for my family part you know just kind of hard decisions to come with that so it's um it's adventurous in, in its own way but uh, i just, just to me is a collection of about three years worth of the best songs that i've written so i was really really happy with that record yeah and it's it's a really it really is a, a good album. Actually, my my our dear mutual friend Eric Vincent actually he gave me that oh, yeah. album, and uh, he said, "Hey, I got an extra copy of this. You like to have it?" I was like, "Well, sure, yeah." And so I yeah, great great CD really. And uh, you know when you start like you said, it's it's a good one for covering real things, marriage, family stuff like that. So I just you know appreciated the topics even that you covered on very good stuff, and. Okay. Uh, and that leads us to uh, just one of the albums that, honestly, I'm not just saying this to just tout you up, but it's one of the albums that this year that I listened to that I'm just most excited about is your new Leonard the Lonely Astronaut album. Oh, man. And, Thank you and so much. Let me make a little bit of a preface to that because uh, when I got to listen to this and sit down and really hear it the same week, it was about maybe a month ago, um, I sat down and, and happened to hit about four other new albums at the same time or fairly new and i listened to jason gray's new album um i listened to bruce springsteen's new album um listened to paul balash's new album i listened to your new album and all very different albums but you know very yeah. excellent i mean every one of them just excellent in every way and i even posted on facebook i said of all of them uh even above springsteen who's one of my heroes uh, this was the album that for me just got me the most excited as far as the concept of it. The music is great. So I've been really looking forward to talking to you some about Leonard and uh, letting some of the listeners know about, you know, what's going on and how you're going to be releasing that on a kind of a larger scale uh, in the future than what it is right now. So Yeah, man, thanks. So uh, let me ask you, uh, I, I was talking to Eric about this. Uh, I was in Nashville maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, and we were eating Mexican food at a restaurant, and he was telling me about this spaceship that you built, which I've seen online. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe you can just kind of start telling me this, because what a cool concept for the whole album. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the whole thing kind of starts, I, I'm an insomniac, and... Um, just have had a terrible time to sleep in my whole life, and something that I was, was told was to come up with a story that you can think about when you can't sleep. That um, over time, 
uh, little sig- sort of signals to your brain, hey, it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs to be a story that doesn't really have any weight or any bearing to the, your li- or the life around you. Um, and it's a very effective sleep tool. Um, and so what I would think about, I think probably because I was watching Battlestar Galactic at the time, and I, I should preface this by saying, like, I like a lot of science fiction, but I'm really not, like, I mean, I don't dress up and go to conventions. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I I like Battlestar, and I like a few, you know, right. Sonicet, you know. Um, but but, but you're, not sitting, really, you're not sitting there right now with Spock ears on, is what you want us to know, right? No, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually a way bigger, like, Hemingway Steinbeck fan. Um, uh, okay. Um, so anyway, but I, so the story that I come up with is um, a guy alone in a spaceship, and I would just, I started out just kind of designing a spaceship. Like, what would I have in a spaceship if I could? For you know, um, but it, over the time, evolved this backstory of this guy who um, kind of takes a takes a job as a long distance, you know, freighter driver, you buy a truck driver basically. And uh, like, why would you take a job like that? You know, and um, also tragedy back at home. And, you know, over, over time, the story of this um, guy whose wife dies in an accident um, while they're in the midst of a divorce. It's really weird. And, um, hmm. uh, but for whatever reason, I ended up writing a song about him. Um, just one day, you know, kind of came up with a thing, started singing. I was like, this kind of sounds like this, that guy I think about at night. And so I just wrote, finished the song about him and then loved the song. And I thought, oh, I think I should do a little, you know, like I did those little six song EPs, you know, letters. Well, I should do a little EP about this guy. And then, um, that led to, well, I should decorate the studio. If I'm going to do, maybe I should just do a whole record. And, uh, it just kind of evolved into, um, me, we, uh, me along with a bunch of friends and um, uh, a bunch of fans like, built a spaceship interior, like a movie set, um, in a warehouse behind a burrito place here in Nashville. Um, of a guy who's just an amazing supporter of, uh, of, kind of artists in Nashville, who owns this burrito shop, I was like, "Hey, use, use the warehouse," and uh, <laughs> built this kind of movie set. And, I mean, it lo- looks amazing. And uh, I kind of watched a lot of 2001 and Solaris and all, all these just, you know, 60s sci-fi movies and, and built this thing that looks kind of like that. And then I moved a lot of recording gear in and uh, finished writing the record in there and recorded the record in there. Hmm. Um, for the most part, with, with very few exceptions, I played everything. So drums, bass, guitars, keys. Um, I had... My my typical drummer, I didn't play on two songs because I just couldn't do them. And uh, and then one of my buddies who plays bass with me live, he played bass on one of the songs. But other than that, kind of played all the instruments. Hmm. Um, you know, trying to keep them get that idea of like one guy alone. You know, may not be the fanciest playing, but that he's got a lot of time. You know, and nobody else around. So right, um, man, and it was it was so fun hmm. uh, it was probably the hardest I've ever worked and um, on anything and it was I just couldn't be happier with the way it, it turned out yeah well and I 
I got to hear it in its entirety the first night. It's funny you'd mentioned insomnia. I have a lot of trouble sleeping myself at night, and um, I was actually just laying in bed and and uh, stuck the the headphones in so I wouldn't wake up my wife, and was just listening to the whole album beginning to end on my iPod, and I just felt like That's a great it. Great way to do it. Yeah, I just felt like it uh, just took me on this journey, just hearing this guy's story, and um, I mean I could just. Uh, I could feel his isolation. I could feel the parts where, you know, I, to me, I, it seems like he's doing some flashbacks, you know, and you can like really feel where he first fell in love and then where that fell out of love and the tragedy that comes in and uh, just a lot of really great stuff on it. Um, and, and just such a cool concept. So, so you, you actually, and, and if, uh, if listeners, if you haven't got to see this spaceship, there's a really cool music video for the song "Ever and Always," where uh, which which is a great video and a great song, by the way. Uh, but just go to YouTube or go to Andrew's uh, website, uh, or maybe even I'm not sure if the video is on the Rabbit Room website right now or not. Uh, but it's really something to see, and just to think that you recorded this whole project inside this little spaceship is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, so fun. Yeah. Um, it, it really the. Yeah, you're right. The story it kind of uh, it it ma- mainly deals in flashbacks. So it's um, I didn't want it to feel I didn't want it to feel like a musical, you know, like a bunch of plot points. Sure. Um, but yeah, it kind of just looks at the different relationships in his life. Like, well, what got him before he could just leave? Um, and uh, to me, the the real question of the record, like every uh, by the end of the record. Um, of working, of, you know, writing, recording, it was each song has to answer, has to deal with the one question, and the question of the record is why do we pull away from each other? Hmm. Um, and so each song kind of deals with with that in in its own way, um, just because we we all do, you know, we all have, you know, have people who are around in our lives, and um, and we just kind of can disappear in our in in as many different ways as there are people. You know, we can disappear from our relationships. And I just wanted to look at that and like, why, for myself, me, like, why do I do this? Yeah. Like, um, baby's waking up. Um, oh, there's Charlotte. Um, let me see if I can move real quick and do that. Sorry, one second. That's fine. I may have to call you. Can I do that? You certainly can. That's fine. Okay. We'll just, we'll just take a quick commercial break. And, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be waiting here for you. Thank you so much. No I problem. It, Thank you. All Bye. right. Bye. I'm show people how much I really don't know. That's all it is. Oh, man. I hear that, my friend. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, um, I, I'm going to just mention one more song I really like, and then I'm going to ask you to, to give us maybe some of your favorites and anything else you'd like to say. I want to be conscious of your time tonight. And uh, But there's a, a great song. It's I think it's the second song on the album, and it's just this real great kind of driving electric guitar song, uh, The Only Man in the World. Yeah. And, and you know, please forgive me if you don't like the song I'm going to mention. You may not even know the song I'm going to mention here, um, but there's an old television show called WKRP in Cincinnati, and uh, the end of the, the end of that show is this uh, song that this group of studio musicians did um, that were from Atlanta, and they tried to pitch it to the show. 
and uh, it just ends with this great like <laughs> driving electric guitar riff and you always just kind of want to if you're driving you want to drive a little faster you know if you hear something like that yeah, yeah. and yeah i kind of equate this song into that same vein it, i mean it doesn't sound the same it's not the same song obviously but it's one of those type songs that when i hear it i'm just like yeah let's turn up the radio let's drive a little faster or, or jog quicker whatever we're doing you know it's just a real that's good that's awesome song. i have never i've never seen that show i've heard of it but i've never seen it i'll have to i'll have to go look for that on youtube well, or something. well actually if you just if you just find the closing song i don't even think the song has a name because uh these studio musicians at least the story goes uh from atlanta had sent the show producers this song, and it didn't even have any words. It's just gibberish. It sounds like they're saying something, but they're not. And they're like, and it sounds almost like the Rolling Stones or somebody, you know? Awesome. <laughs> and, and the producers liked the gibberish version so that, well, they kept that. But your song's not gibberish, so let's talk about your song it's, again. It's not, no, it's not gibberish, but, but it is um, It is a rocker, yeah. Yeah, but it's well, yeah, it's just yeah. a great It's a great rock song, yeah. It just makes you really feel good and want to, I, I don't know, as best I can describe it, it makes you want to jump up and run when you hear a really good rock song. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. But, yeah, so, let's talk you know, about that one. It's funny, man. For I've been playing in music for 15 years, and I've been in rock bands and things like that. But I've rarely done big, just rock and roll songs. Flat out rock and roll songs. Like I've always kind of done this the brooding mid tempo thing, um, which I love, man. Um, but I, you know, like I love playing electric guitar. I love playing guitar solos. I mean, I just that I I eat that stuff up, man. So yeah. I listen to it. What I love to do. And for this record, I was like, man, it is time to turn it up. And so there are a bunch of rock songs on this record. Like, it's a fun record to play live because it's loud and fast. And I've never had that. Most of the, you know, the song on the man in the world is like two minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's just, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, it's the sort of day two. It's the second song I wrote. Uh, the first two songs on the record are the first two songs I wrote for the project. Um, so it's kind of, it's sort of setting it up, like it's setting the stage, like writing these words, jotting them down, get them all out, leave them behind me. Um, kind of like, why am I doing this? You know, and here's my story, you know, like I loved once and I ended up, you know, bloody. All that it showed me was that I'd always be lonely, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and now, you know, I'm the only man in the world, like, Nobody, like you're all dead to me. Basically, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a really dark song. Yeah, but it sounds so happy, you know. And it's a uh, just because it's it's yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of a like garage rock kind of you know like yeah, Revolver era Beatles, you know, or yeah. Weezer or something. You know, it's like um uh, so yeah, it's that's it's just a fun one, man. Yeah. Um, It's just just pure rock and roll. Like you said, it's kind of a, yeah. And the words don't have to match the good feel of the song. You know, it's just, it's just that kind of thing that, um, you know, he's just trying to, it really, it does have this rebellious streak to it. You know, the lyrics kind of make it feel that way. So uh, I I love it. I love the whole album, but those are just some of, some of my highlights, you know, I really enjoy those songs. So uh, let me ask you real quick. I, I think I have two questions and then we'll be done for tonight. Uh, get, tell me your favorite. Do you have a favorite track on the album, or just any favorite moment that you know while you're recording it that just really makes it stand out for you on the album? Um, man, that's a good, that's a hard question. 
I can honestly say that I've never loved a record better, like loved a record more than I've done. Um, and uh, I just I, I worked so hard, wrote so many songs. Like I, I kind of some of the few records I've ever done, I'm like I kind of I don't just like all these songs. Like I love all these songs, which is a great feeling. Um, you don't always get the opportunity to have that feeling, you know. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's hard enough to come up with ten songs that you like. Um, I feel really blessed to have a moment in time where I get to love or love it all, you know, sure. and at the at the artist. And um, but for me, the the kind of the, some of the emotional pinnacle of the record is uh, is a song called Firstborn Son." Hmm. Um, and that that's for me. That's kind of where that's where the that's sort of the high the high point of the uh, kind of the, the story arc, and um, that's where you just kind of scream and stuff out and, and it feels like it, that's the moment where things start to change in the guy's heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of opens another door. Um, and that, that's how it's, it's, you know, it's really personal. And um, it's, been, it's been interesting when I started playing the song live initially, like, because it, it's got a lot of words. It's, um, it's, a, it's a heavy song. And um, kind of want to, if I you know, show up somewhere and I'm going to keep the guitar and, you know, hey, play this song for your record. kind of is a little too heavy for the acoustic guitar. But then when I got to do the full production and, you know, you know piano and really make it a big lush epic thing, it, it's ended up being the song that most people have commented on mm-hmm. on the record, um, which is good for a good feeling. Yeah. Kind of worried, like, not, is this just, do I think it's good? And everybody, it's actually not, you know. Um, cause that happens, um, and uh, but it's been fun to see that that's the song that it's like seems like a lot of people have been resonating with. Yeah. Um, just you know, God help the man who helps himself is is the chorus, and mm-hmm. it's just all about our like need to feel independent, and feel independent of each other, and then this is the point where it's like still needs to feel independent of God, like. Who are you to tell me what to do? Why are you doing this? I don't understand you. And um, you know, I, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like you can honestly deal with God until you've had that conversation. Sure. Um, I just don't, you know, and uh, until you've kind of been been through some of that stuff, it's it's hard to know why you believe anything. And um, so yeah, um, so that for that for me is kind of a high point. Um, and I don't know. I just I'm I'm just so thrilled with the way it, it turned out. I'm yeah. just really grateful to have it be a thing that I can be proud of. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so that man, that's every time I listen to it, I tend to have a a new favorite. Sure. But you know, it's, it's, I, I, my hope is that I've heard from some some folks that it is. It's one of those records where. You're the first song, like, oh man, I love this song. And then the next one comes up, oh, I love this song. You yeah. Know? <laughs> those are the records that I just, you know, I want to have one of those where, yeah. like, the first three songs and then get the rest of the filler, you know. Um, so my hope is that there would be that for people just, yeah. you know. Well. I I think you've achieved that. Honestly, for me, if you know, if nobody else, it's it's a, it's been a great experience, and you know, every song gets better. And 
Uh, even, you know, the one that you just mentioned, it, it, it leads right into the one that I said was my favorite, which is yeah, know, the, actually a longer song, but it's fewer words. But, um, yeah, I mean, the song before is really about facing yourself, as it says even in the lyrics. And and then to get into the idea of not good for a man to be alone, um, I, I just think the whole album, you just have done in such a, a great way, have described the isolation and and you know the way that we cut ourselves off I, I mean i think there could be um honestly i feel like there could be some good like small group studies done you know together maybe in churches and just asking this idea about you know you know maybe we should make this the assignment let's let's all listen to this album you know and 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 that's our that's our homework for the week and when we get back together we're going to talk about um, why we isolate ourselves the way that we do, and you know what is it about our humanness um, that makes us pull away from God and pull away from each other and and want to go to this lonely place? And um, so I I just think you've done a great job. I mean, really the whole the whole theme not only not only musically sometimes you have an album that the music's great and the lyrics are kind of yeah they're there but the music's what we really want to hear. And I just think you've married it together. The lyrics are fantastic, and the music is great. It just goes hand in hand along with it. So, so at a boy, that's all I got to say about that. Good job. <laughs> so, um, well, now I know that uh, this is an album that is uh, sort of in a limited release right now, and I believe it's it was available only through the Rabbit Room until the end of April. And then, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, you've you've pulled it off of the Rabbit Room for now, and I don't think you can get it. Um, yeah, you can't you can't buy it right now. Can't um, buy it right now. So we've been talking about it, <laughs> but you can't get it. So, <laughs> so give up on that. So let's find a different album. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but uh, your your idea for doing this is actually so that you can get. Um, kind of build a grassroots base around this album so that you can go out and really support it with a bigger tour, I believe. And maybe you could just explain to the listeners what you're trying to do with that, and we can help out, hopefully. Oh, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. The whole idea is, like, um, I want I want more people to hear this record than, you know, the 800 people who kind of buy every record that I do. Sure. Um, which... For the record, I want to say this. I'm so grateful that there are 800 people that kind of will buy every record. Um, uh, it's amazing, but I just feel like I'd love to take this story bigger, and I feel like it's just with the whole spaceship thing and with the actual record itself. Like I feel like it's I, this is my time to try to really get it out there. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know. Um, you know, magazines, you know, just people that are doing reviews or, you know, articles. Like, they don't want to talk about a record that came out three months ago. They want to talk about the record that's going to come out next month. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to take the time to set that up. But I wanted to have the people who have supported me and who, you know, paid for the record. With, I did a lot of, you know, pretty much paid for the record through a Kickstarter thing and then a lot of pre-orders um, and the, the combination of that is where most of the money to do this came from uh, and it was you know a fairly expensive project um, just, it took a long time and there were a lot of building costs and I didn't have to pay musicians but I had to take you know spend four months not getting paid just working on this record and mm-hmm. uh, supporting a family and, um, so I felt 
like, I want to keep this from them. I want them to have it. And um, so I got it out to those folks. And the idea being, like, back when I had a record company, um, you know, when I had a record deal, I was like, well, we'd make the record, and, and the people that were, were going to work on the record would have it for a few months and get it ready, you know, and figure out how to tell the story. And I don't have a record company now, which I'm happy about. Um, but I don't have a marketing team, you know. I don't have people that just sit around and figure out, well, how can we get this record to so-and-so? How can we get this people to, these people to talk about it, you know? Um, I'm like, but man, I have really amazing people who support what I do. And a lot of them like to sit around and think about that kind of stuff. So they've got the record now. And, you know, you can pre-order it now. But uh, And if you find me, like, if you come to a show or something, I can get it to you. Um, I'll still sell them like that. But I have to just so that if Rolling Stone decides to do a, a little story on this crazy dude in Nashville who built a, a uh, spaceship, you know, they're going to want to say, and the record comes out next month. Right. Um, so the record comes out in September. Hmm. Uh, so I'm, it's a gamble. Um, <laughs> it's a huge gamble. I'm hoping it pays off. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the idea is to try to build some momentum. And uh, it was fun. Like I've been working on this record for a solid year. And so it was, it was fun to see like when, you know, say, hey, the record's coming out in two days, like watching people. Um, get excited about it on the, over the internet, you know, and see Facebook and Twitter, I can't wait for Tuesday. And, and then when there was a close-off date, like, hey, after, you know, in one week, it's done. And we're just seeing people say, hey, this record is great. You've got to buy it. Yeah. You, you can't get it after tomorrow. And <laughs> seeing that kind of stuff go on, I was like, oh, thank you. That's amazing. And, um, but, you know, that, I think that drove some people to, to pick it up, you know. And, yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll like it and, you know, we'll say, hey, come come be on my podcast. And, sure. Um, hey, you know, come play a show over here. Come, you know, whatever. Um, so that's that's the goal. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, so. well that's a, a really great idea. And uh, so I, I want to say to all of our listeners out there, um, you've heard it. It comes out in September. Uh, and if you, I, I, I want you, this is your assignment, listeners, go out to Facebook, to Twitter, any sort of social media that you can find like that. Um, put things about Leonard the Lonely Astronaut, you know, uh, let's be creative with this and help get the word out. We want to be a part of this. And what a cool thing that we actually can be a part of this. You know, we get to be, we're going to be the record company for you. Okay. And uh, we're going to go and, and do all that because we want to support you. And it's really great music. It needs to be heard by a much uh, wider audience than just, as he said, just 800 people is great. And that's wonderful, but we want to get out as much as we can. So if you're listening to this podcast, then I know you have a computer because otherwise you wouldn't get it. So um, go to Facebook. And, and should I send them to your website, first of all, to get some links? Yeah, they can, yeah see the Everyone Always video and you know, see the see the ship here, some of the music and Sure. Um uh, and, yeah. and give us the is it just andrewosanga.com? It's andrewosanga.com. It's also I like Andy.com. Okay. So andrewosanga.com or I like Andy.com. You can go there and you can get some links, some videos and things like that and put it on your social network pages. Uh and, and really share those things. It's coming up in September and let's make this uh one of the bigger albums of the year for Andrew. It, he's done a lot of hard work on it and we're gonna do all we can to help. So very good. 
you're awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Well, uh, any last thing you'd like to say to uh, the listeners before we end this call today? No, thanks, just thanks for taking the time. I really I, I don't take that lightly. And, uh, yeah, I hope that uh, if you get a chance to read the record, I hope you love it. Great. Well, I, and I know they will. So, well, Andrew, thank you very much for being one of the voices in my head today. I really appreciate that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. All right. Well, I'm going to end the recording right about here. So. Great. Well, that was Andrew Osanga, and I encourage you once again to uh, follow him. Keep up with him on all that's going on at ilikeandy.com or andrewosanga.com. You can, uh, again, get videos from uh, from his website to post on your Facebook page or your Twitter sites or whatever it is you kids are using these days. Uh, make sure and support Andrew. He's a really great guy and awesome producer, just you know, so humble. I was so pleased to be able to just sit and talk with him for a while uh, over the internet and uh, we wanted to work it out while I was in Nashville and then just him having a new uh, a newborn at home that schedules don't always work out quite right and I was kind of busy going from place to place when I was in town but thank you Andrew again for being on there uh, we want to be uh, the best supporters we can for people like him uh, you're going to really love the new album Leonard the Lonely Astronaut it's coming in September Talk it up. Tell your friends. Let everybody know about it. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Voices in My Head. Let me know what you think. Uh, go again to iTunes or my website and let me know what you think of the shows. I'm uh, working hard to bring you some good quality stuff here. So blessings to you and the Lord be with you this week. Take care. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. You can also download my free mobile app from iTunes and on the Android Marketplace. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.